0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, y'all. Gonna do a quick experiment in fast production. I had a phone conversation with a great rebel the other day, and I'm just gonna put it out there and see what you guys think. Take care.
1: Mr. Greg. Hey, Andy. How are you doing? Good, man. Thanks for taking my call. Life,
0: life gets busy. Life gets busy. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, you got a pricing question? What do you got?
1: I have a few questions. Um, how do I put? I feel like I'm at a disadvantage. I'm not sure how many people in my area or my price or where my price list is at is actually using their own price list. So I see value in. You coming and doing a class in our area?
0: Okay. How does that put you at a disadvantage? Meaning you're the, you're not going to ha- be able to have as much of an impact on the regional
1: price? That's what I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That and we we get a lot of work from a few different adjusters, and okay. uh, and we have great relationships with them, but we. They still give us pushback on on our own pricing, So I think Well they're they're not gonna push back forever. <laughs> okay. I and mean, when they're not,
0: um all you have to do is have that conversation firmly once. And say, Hey, are are do you have do you, are you actively colluding with the rest of the of my competitors in this market to fix a price? And if so, just tell me this is the price that your company requires us to use and put it in writing, and we'll do that. Otherwise, we're going. To, I'm going to run my business, and you're going to be an adjuster, and we can still get along. We're just not going to have this conversation again. I mean, it's not an easy conversation to have, but you, already have, you only have to have it once. And, and if you truly do have a good relationship with these folks, you're going to be able to have that that conversation. And it's going to put you in the advantage because you're going to be the most profitable restoration company in town. That puts you at a distinct advantage. You're going to be able to do things your competitors in your market can't because you're going to be making more money. But there's a fear. I'm, I'm not I'm not discounting the fear that you're going to have a gesture say, well, I can't
1: use you anymore. Right. No, but and in that. Idaho, I'm assuming, is not a big market. Uh, no. It's not worth its weight in gold. There. Well, um, it's it, it's what it's it, that's the conversation every
0: single one of us needs to have with every single adjuster when they say you charge more, and you say, Hey, do you have? Uh, are you encouraging me to collude on price with my competitors? And if so, just tell me what price list you are requiring me to use, and I want you to put it in writing. Okay.
1: Well, that kind of answers. I don't need to tell you about. The specifics? <laughs> no,
0: you really don't. I've heard it all. I mean, I heard there's there's always a smokescreen. There's always a they, they always come up with something. But it all comes down to are you telling me what I can and cannot charge? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I really don't know what how Xactimate has avoided all
1: these years. So they've done it. Oh, it's mind-boggling, and, and it's. The other day I, I did a little bit of research, because uh, we're a resort community, so I was trying to compare something for, to a different adjuster. Um, you know, mm-hmm. The price list is not is based out of uh, a town that's 50 miles away. Um, yep, but don't even,
0: don't even go there, because the minute you try to come up with reasoning, you, you're taking on their argument, and you give credence to it. It's not about the area. It's about your business. You have specific profit and overhead considerations for your specific business. And those are the things you're building in to your price list. Right. And it's not their price list. And that's a dangerous. But they don't realize, and these and none of them realize it. Uh, these adjusters don't realize that's a very dangerous stance for them to take. When they say our price list or the price list. The price list is a—it's collusion.
1: <laughs> it's price fixing. Mhm. Okay. I guess I've got to make a phone call. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and say,
0: and I would I would do two things. I'd make the phone call and explain explain your position. And you don't have to justify your position. You just have to explain it, and then mm-hmm. follow it up with an email. Say, hey, as per our phone conversation, I use. Pricing designed for my business. If you have a fixed price schedule that you de- are demanding your insureds use and your contractors use, I need to know what that price schedule is. Okay. And hopefully he's smart enough not to say anything. Because very, there's very little good things he can say in writing. <laughs> my guess is he's going to say, never mind. Because that's – if I was his boss uh, – or the VP of that region. I, that's exactly what I would say. We don't. We don't. We do not dictate price. We cannot dictate price.
1: Okay. May I run a few other things by you? Sure. So the one of the huge issues we have is our retail labor rate on WaterTech is double, exactment standard. Um, okay. And that's due to the specific the specifics of our company. Um, so that's what I've submitted to this gentleman. I can, I can make on this particular job, I can adjust it and I can resubmit at a different retail price list or, uh, labor rate and come down off of where I was at. Would you, why would you, um, what good reason do you have? I don't know if it's good or not, but, uh, to show good faith and, 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 uh, flexibility. What part of that is good faith? I understand the flexibility, but what makes that good faith?
0: Good faith is standing to your word and respecting the integrity of the process and the integrity of the system in which you work and respecting the people that you're dealing with. Reducing your price and giving a discount is not respectful, in my opinion. It's cheapening It's, it's, it's cheapening your value in the, in the open market because what is he giving up? Every negotiation has, has two parties, right? Mm-hmm. And they, if they want to, if you want to negotiate in good faith, you both have to move off of something. What's he? What's he going to move off
1: of? He would move off of his price list, where he wants it. So you can agree to meet in the middle somewhere. Essentially. So at what point
0: do you cross the line from talking about scope and arriving at a good, clean scope, and actually adjusting the claim
1: and acting as an adjuster? Huh. Um, ever since I took your class, that's been. Uh, my class. <laughs> I'm glad.
0: I'm glad. That's good.
1: And and that I don't know how to not be in that position. We, we, every every adjuster I talk to puts me in that position.
0: Well, don't let them. Don't go, don't follow them down the path. Draw the line where where you have to stop talking. You say I can talk to you about appropriate scope. I can talk to you about industry standard of repairs and mitigation. I cannot talk to you about price. I can't talk to you about coverage. And if that means our conversation is over, I mean, I'm playing a little little, um, role-playing with you. You say, hey, I I can talk to you about the scope, Um, whether or not my scope of work is appropriate for this loss. I can talk to you about industry standard of care for this type of loss. I can't talk to you about what I'm going to charge for this because – and I can't talk to you about what is what your policy covers because that would make me an adjuster. Do we have anything else to talk about? And then you should stop talking and see what they say. These guys, what you're going to realize, Greg, is that these guys come and go. And the guys that are giving you this much heartache are small players. You don't have these conversations at a two hundred thousand dollar loss. You just don't. You have these conversations on a three thousand dollar mitigation because the adjuster you're dealing with has less than zero experience but all the perceived authority. And they're they're beat up just as bad as they beat us up. So we just gotta stop having those conversations. It's not it it's not a relevant conversation. Now if he says, Hey, you didn't have you didn't have fifty air movers in that house. Or even if he says, hey, my calculations say that you only needed this type of dehumidifier. You can, you can start to argue that. You can say, well, uh, I did or I didn't, and here's my calculations, and, and well, here's my documentation. You can have that conversation, but you can't have a conversation about, well, I, I have chosen to charge my air movers out at $35 a day. You can't mm. have that conversation. It's a slippery slope because you never win. And they never lose, so back to the original question: What is he willing to give up in and, and, and coming up on price, paying more than he wants to on a claim is' not giving up anything because it 's not his money so he's really it's a it 's a win for him he has, he doesn 't have to give up anything, and you come off your number and you lose money, you lose money he doesn 't lose anything okay it 's hard because it, it feels uncomfortable but the you're going to have this conversation with two different adjusters, and the third one is going to be easy. It's going to be real easy because it, it's not emotional. It just is what it is. Um, in, in your market, you're not dependent on them for your work, and you really shouldn't be dependent on them to pay your bills. And that's that's the really what I'm getting at. What I, what I've been trying to teach people is is we do we do these things and we negotiate in bad faith, in my opinion. We negotiate off of our numbers thinking that it's going to do us good in the future, but there's no win there. There's no goodwill to be had there because that's not where you get your business, unless it is. I mean, how much much work did this guy give you, hand you on a silver platter last year, this last year?
1: (laughs) Well, we got a really nice fire loss from him, so half a million.
0: From him, directly from him
1: yeah it wasn't a lot that you
0: had through your own marketing it was it was it came directly from him. He walked you in.
1: he walked us in, and the uh contractor the emergency services contractor off.
0: ooh, were they fucking it up?
1: No, not necessarily, but um he likes us. He likes the quality of work that we do
0: then then keep the conversation about that say hey, I, you like the quality of work I do. It shows because you recommend this on work. And I appreciate that. In order for me to maintain that quality of work, I charge what I need to charge. And that means I can't come down off my number if I want to keep the quality of work where you expect it to be. That's an easier conversation. That's actually easier to be had because then you, it's about you and your position. It's not attacking him and his position. You just say, do you state, great book I just read, um, The Power of a Positive No. And you, you, and you frame a no with two yeses. And what you're saying yes to is is your belief, your stance, and your goals. So your belief, your stance is I do high-quality work. It's evident that I do high-quality work because you recommend me for that work. I want to provide really – and the tail end, I want to provide really well for my clients and my employees and this community. So you're saying yes to quality. You're saying yes to the community. And in between, you say, this is why I can't. Back off of my prices. This is why I can't change my prices on this particular project or any project, because they're where they need to be. Geez, Andy, thank you very much. This is yeah, man. Is... I, I should start recording these phone calls, like, like recording myself, because <laughs> I'm like, oh, that was really good. I should have written that down. <laughs> but it, it's the truth.
1: I hope I don't offend you. It's just it's automatic on every phone call, but I can email it to you. Do it.
0: Send me the transcript. I don't care. Not gonna uh, send me.
1: I don't know. I'm glad I, you do
0: that because that's gonna save your ass one day.
1: Yeah, and and it's free. It's ACR. No shit. So uh, through uh,
0: through the cell provider or a different a third party.
1: It's an app. It's ACR. No kidding.
0: Yeah, dude, absolutely. Send it to me. I'd lo- I'd love to hear myself opine on the situation because I think I dropped some good notice there.
1: Hey, how are these restoration roundtables going? I haven't had a chance to listen in
0: when they happen, they go real well i <laughs> I just got busy, just super busy, and then I took another I took a job with so that's kept me flying i've put, I've been on more airplanes this last two months than I have in the last four years, so just been really busy uh, I'm looking forward to getting back in the rhythm with them again, but it's probably not going to happen until after the holidays and oh shit, today's Tuesday isn't it Mhm. We're going to have it tonight. Oh, we're going to do it, but damn. It, it's, it's been a real time suck, frankly, uh, for no revenue for me. Um, I mean, it's it's a free service for a free Facebook group, so that's been a drag. It's been two years of, of putting a lot of stuff out there for no good return.
1: I noticed you joined names Ninjas.
0: I did, uh, but I have to be real quiet there because I've been asked to be real quiet,
1: but... <laughs> It's very interesting if you if you read the comments and and some of the discussions. Some of them are are minor, but um, sometimes you get into it and and the conversation goes really well or really not well, in my opinion. Yeah, I've taken up enough of your time. I and I am happy to pay you if you want to send me an invoice. Oh um, uh, no, that's,
0: that's no worry. We're we're under a half hour, and and if. If you pick up the phone and call me again, I would probably say let's let's hop onto my Clarity line and and make it for you. I've got a Clarity FM phone line that I use for that type of consulting. So yeah, if going forward you want you want to sit down and and go deep again, yeah, I'll just uh, send you a link and and we'll schedule a time.
1: Well yeah, well I'm only six. I'm only an hour from Canada.
0: Oh, so you're out by Courtenay. Yes. Or north of Coeur I'm north of
1: Cortland. I'm north of Cortland. Cortland is my price list. Well, <laughs> not my price was,
0: list. Was was your price list? Are you gonna make your own? Have you done that yet, or are you just oh, playing with
1: it? Oh yeah, I did. I've been I've been doing it since uh, May. And uh, okay, it's
0: what um, what numbers did you use? Do you remember for so your your overhead and your profit? Uh, for okay. my margin, okay, so blended.
1: I can, okay.
0: I'm just curious. I mean, roughly.
1: Well, and we, we've drastically changed, um, this year and we, we doubled over last year and it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, um, long term because we had a couple of huge loss, uh, losses this year uh we uh yeah
0: you get you gotta you gotta take the the outliers out of your calculus for sure
1: yeah so we had four yeah. six six digit losses this year
0: yeah okay
1: and um but uh, the price are the price list has actually really been helpful um i like the the ethics behind it um yeah i'm, I'm not I'm not fluffing for stuff that's justified, but we don't do. Exactly.
0: You're not saying, okay, how many man hours or how many extra fans do I have to use to make my number?
1: That's what I like about it. It's just honest. Well, and the, and the one thing that I haven't used is I still don't skim coat a wall. My patch and repair guy is perfectly good. I add an extra hour, two hours for blending, but I don't Have I you
0: don't. Se- uh Have you seen the new patch J?
1: I I did see that. Uh, yeah,
0: use that sucker. You'll be good. That's yeah. a nice one.
1: I calculated 20% overhead, percent net budget is how I did it. Okay,
0: okay. Yeah. And that's – you're right in there. That 36 to 40 is what I'm seeing. And that's blended, obviously, because you're – I mean, because you're only doing the labor side and you mm-hmm. the equipment side and stuff is, is still getting your 10 and 10. So you keep in mind – on emergency services, even with that price list, you're not making as much because you're, most guys are still unwilling to mark up their emergency services, even though they should. Well. But that's another, that's another conversation. That's another hard conversation with, with adjusters who are not, just not used to
1: seeing that. I built that into my water tech rate, to, to my, to my uh, water tech, my HMRT, all that rate.
0: Oh, so you've you've not only did you adjust the price list, but you've actually changed the labor rate itself.
1: Correct. So my WaterTech okay. labor rate accounts for ten and ten.
0: Okay. Did you um did you use the calculator I sent for that, or you did it on your own?
1: Maybe it doesn't. I used the calculator you sent.
0: Because that, that that has a page on there where you can type in your own your labor rate for those. And it'll that'll tell you it'll do the math for you. Anyway. Mm-hmm. It, neither here nor no. Yeah, I'm gonna I gotta bounce, I'll get back to work. Uh, great okay. to talk to you, Greg. Yeah, thank you very great much. Thanks for reaching out, man. Yep. And that's that. Hope you enjoyed that. I spent a little bit of time more time editing than I thought I would. If you have any questions about pricing feedback, go find my stuff. Email me, Andy at the claim dot clinic and